Shabbat Shalom. Greetings to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. Greet one another with a blessed chat if you are in the chat and edify one another. This is the Passover season. So join us at TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect to connect with a Passover group in your area or at least through Zoom or one of the online Zoom platforms that we do have. We're super excited to get into the Word today in Acts chapter 14 in the Hebrew, Marseille Shlechim, the Acts of the Apostles. What an amazing adventure it is. Every week as I delve in the scriptures, it comes alive to me and I just look around and go, Father, how much more are we going to see in your word as we trek through this world? It is truly, truly amazing. Now, all of you in the chat, and if you're watching this later, thank you for supporting the ministry, your faithfulness during this crazy time. I'm hearing from people all over the world. Your generosity is so touching in the support of this ministry. Truly, thank you. Let's delve in, turn in your scriptures to Acts, the 14th chapter. And it came to pass in Iconium that they entered together into the synagogue of the Yahudim, the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of Jews and Greeks, believed. But the Jews that were disobedient stirred up the souls, the nefeshim, the souls of the nations, and made them evil affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, they tarried there, speaking boldly in Yahusha, who bear witness unto the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. That sets the stage for this 14th chapter. And I believe... By approaching Acts 14 in its historical context, as usual, and then using today similitude and relation, we're going to find an amazing teaching, Yah willing, I pray, develop in relation to today's prideful judiciary. What do I mean? We live in a beaten generation, a beaten generation, especially when we may find ourselves in a situation just like Shaul and Barnabas here in the coming months and seasons ahead. What will you do? What will I do? What are we called to do if these circumstances come upon us? Iconium, Iconium, excuse me, it was situated on a high plain over 3,000 feet above sea level. It was a high place. It was a high place. It was a judiciary center full of judges and civic leaders. It's in today's modern-day Turkey. 
as a judicial center as well as a trade center, it had a good-sized Jewish population. But this was a Jewish population that had largely apostatized from the temple-centric faith of the fathers. They accommodated with the pagan Gentile world. They were, in essence, what Yahushua charged the synagogue of Satan. They were not faithful to Abraham. Abraham was not their father. Their father was Lucifer. Illumination, the Illuminati. It was a judiciary system of civic leaders that had intermingled with religion and they had created a high place and this is the setting. I hope maybe you know where I'm going with this already, but this is our life today and Yahweh has given us the world the word to navigate through this sick and twisted world. In the fourth verse we read, but the multitude of the city was divided. Is America divided? Is the world divided right now? People are sick of it. They are tired of it. They are tired of the civic authorities ruling from a high plane, from a high place, interconnected with occult, luciferic religion to kill and stone the people. This is where we find ourselves. And what happened as the multitude of the city was divided and part held with the Jews and part with the righteous, part with the apostles. And when there was made an onset both of the Gentiles and of the Jews with their rulers to treat them shamefully and to stone them, and they became aware of it and fled unto the cities of Laconia, Lystra, and Derbe, and the region round about. And there they preached the Besorah. And if you can still stand, stand and preach the gospel in the face of wickedness. You see, when a multitude of division ensues, what is the result? The synagogue of Satan sect refused to respond with belief. They refused to respond with belief and then would not let it rest. They just wouldn't let it rest at that. But they stirred up the nations. They stirred up the Gentiles, the majority, and they poisoned their minds against Shaul and Barnabas. But they wouldn't let it rest at that. They wouldn't give up. They kept on pushing. You see, that's what government and poisonous occult religion does the world over. They just don't know when to stop. You give them a little bit of power and they keep on pushing. And then they keep on pushing. Eventually, when enough of the people say, you've gone past my threshold. You've gone past my threshold because civic government is stupid. They don't know when to stop. They don't know when to stop. At some point, 
you're going to go over that threshold. And then, when, then, we move into the millennium. You see, Arcanium was awash with malicious rumors, which turned the minds of the town against Shaul and Barnabas. Now, what do we do? What do I do? What do you do if you're the recipients of such things? What do you do? In 1 Corinthians 4.12, And we toil, working with our hands. Being reviled, we bless. And being persecuted, we must endure. That's what we do. Because Yahushua told us in the 10th chapter, the 21st, 23rd verse of Matthew, he said thus, And when they persecute you in this city, in this state, in this county, wherever you may be, then you flee to the next. Is that what Shaul and Barnabas did? Were they taking the word of the master at face value? That is how we survive and thrive in our marriages, in our family, in our community, in our relations with one another. We believe the words of the master. And if he says to do something in the written word, then we do it. That is how we endure. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone through all the states here in America till the Son of Man may come to me. So is it going to be Mississippi for me? Is it going to be Louisiana? Is it going to be Nicaragua? I don't know. But I won't go through all of those places that I may go to before the Son of Man returns. Luke chapter 21, verse 12, it says, But before all these things, they shall lay their hands on you. Or they can try. And they shall persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and to prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. So if we are going to be brought before them, let it be for his name's sake. Because in Second Thessalonians, it says in the first chapter and the fourth verse, patience and faith is what we're to have in all of our persecutions and in the afflictions that we may find ourselves, then we will endure. Because blessed are they, in Matthew 5.11, when men shall reproach you. Blessed when they persecute you. And even if they say all kinds of malicious evil against you falsely for my name's sake, then you will be blessed. You see, sometimes in the end, it appears that the opposition wins. Doesn't it? Right now, currently, in this country, it appears that the opposition has won. There's a consortium of opponents, Gentiles and Jews, together with their leaders, who formed a plot to mistreat them and to stone them. But always remember... As we ready our escape from Egypt, from mystery Babylon, in Genesis 50 in the 20th verse. As for you, 
ye thought evil against me. But Yahweh, he meant it for good to bring it to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. What Satan meant for evil and tries for evil in your life, in my life, if we remain faithful, Yahweh will use it for good. He will use it for good. He is faithful. Faithful, faithful, faithful in all things. These leaders, now they would have been a combination of civic government officials for the Gentiles and the synagogue of Satan sect for the Jews. All that to say this, we cannot in these days that we currently live, we cannot fall into the trap that the Gentiles had fallen into with their views of the gods. Their views of the gods were that they were aloof, that they were really non-participants in human life and human affairs. But as for me and my house, I shall serve the living Elohim. You see, that's so different. That is so different. He is the creator Yahuwah who sustains all of his creation. He's intimately involved in my life and your life. Intimately. You may not feel that at times, but that is who he is. He's not like these pagan gods of the world that are not gods. They're just stone and idols that must be placated with blood and child sacrifice just to get a little attention. No, the living Elohim is intimately involved in my life, in your life, especially in the midst of the fire. He's the one who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Yahweh is not aloof, Matthew. He is with you in your affairs. He created everything. He controls it all on behalf of all of his people. That's my Elohim. That's your Elohim. That is what will enable me to continue the good fight, regardless of the circumstances that I find myself in or you find yourself in. He is deeply involved in our lives because that is his essence of who he is. Now, this is going to be exemplified a few verses later with the healing of the lame man. The pagan gods weren't healing anybody. They were, they, they were killing children. Or their adherents were, I should say. Never forget that in the midst of your trials, who you serve. You serve the living Elohim. We live in an age where civic government and the multitude are intolerant, belligerently intolerant, to our faith and our biblical freedoms and the word of Yahuwah. If you don't believe me, just open your Bible in a restaurant, if you can even get into one, and just look at the looks you get. Pray in public before you eat. Make a spectacle of your faith for his name. And, and you, you see how uncomfortable people feel. 
You see, there is a plot afoot that covers the religious and social spectrum that is just as serious as the plot that was afoot that covered the life of Paul and Barnabas that they found themselves in right here on this journey on which they were. You see, among the Jews, stoning was the penalty for blasphemy. This didn't involve due process. There was no due process involved. There was no trial. This was a mob action judged by public opinion and what's called rushing to judgment. That's the world today. There's no due process. It's rushing to judgment and it's a mob action rule. We've seen it. We've seen it with the president, the past president. He couldn't even get heard in the Supreme Court, even though he appointed three people to the Supreme Court. A rushing to judgment, no due process, mob rule. And times of mob action, do we stay and fight head on? In my natural man, yes, I want to. And I have done. But we must conclude, just like Paul and Barnabas here, that it's not right, that maybe it's better, and to find a different way. At some point, it may be best to leave. At some point, we may need to leave to continue on with Yahuwah's mission, rather than get entangled up in the cares and matters of the world. What is holding you? Mammon, things, possessions, position? Or do you forsake it all for the kingdom's sake? So, do we hurriedly prepare to flee, then to Lystra and Derby in the region of Laconia today? Where will it be? I don't know. But I tell you what, the left coast is a mess over here. It's an absolute stinking mess. There's a serious pot plot afoot. You can see it out there in society to destabilize society and place people under the fetters of civic authorities, under the guise of peace and safety, health and well-being. 1 Thessalonians 5.3 reminds me, when they are saying, oh, peace and safety, peace and safety, then, when, then, suddenly, the effects of what you signed up for, for that alleged promise of peace and safety, then, sudden destruction is going to come upon you as travail upon a woman and child, and you will no wise escape because you contracted with Lucifer. You took the potion and the poison, and now you will no wise escape. In the eighth verse, it says thus, And at Lystra there sat a certain man, impotent in his feet, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. 
The same heard Shaul speaking, who, fastening his eyes upon him and seeing that he had faith to be made whole, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leapt up and walked. And when the multitude saw what Shaul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the speech of Laconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Shaul Mercury, because he was the chief speaker, and the priest of Jupiter, whose temple was before the city, brought out oxen and garlands unto the gates, that they could have done sacrifice with the multitudes. These people are insane. And when the apostles, Barnabas and Shaul, heard it, they rent, rightly so, they rent their garments and sprang forth among the multitudes, crying out, saying, Sirs, you're nutters. You're insane. No, but they should have, most probably, I'm sure they did. Why do you do these things? We also are men of like passions with you and bring you good tidings that you should turn from these vain things unto the living creator Elohim. That is the key. The one who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. You see, here Paul addresses a purely, a purely pagan audience. Similar to the world that we live in today, isn't it? Similar. One stooped in societal norms, the mystery religions and the occult. They had no special revelation or knowledge of it. They weren't in the word. So he doesn't deal with them in special revelation. How many times have you tried to talk to somebody who has never read the Bible about the Bible. They look at you with their eyes glassed over. You can't talk to the majority out there today, the mob, in special revelation. Now you can talk to the Christian who's maybe read, you know, the book of John, possibly, or at least a few verses of it, about special revelation, but you can't speak to those that have grown up in the public re-education camps about special revelation because generationally the majority out of that out there have never even picked up a bible this is crazy land but that's the world that we live in today so how do we deal with that kind of society well this is how paul dealt with it and this is how we should deal with it today natural revelation Yahweh's creation rather than special revelation, Yahweh's revealed word, because they were ignorant of his word, just as society on the whole is today. So he focuses on four specific points that I think will help us to minister to the beaten generation. The beaten generation reared on a diet of prejudice and misinformation. Isn't it? I mean, can you sense the fear and the hatred growing in the hearts of the population? 
everywhere you go. The fear and the hatred, it's growing in the hearts of the population. And I look out there and I see the youth. And they're being seduced by the greedy hands of politics and half-truths. You turn on the news. And people are being rounded up. They send in the special police to deliver us from liberty and keep us from peace. People praying and singing in Idaho. And they send in the special police. We are being sedated by the COVID plume and hypnotized by the satellite tune of 5G. The beaten generation all around me reared on a diet of prejudice and misinformation. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Paul centers on four things. Number one, in the 15th verse, we're all human. We're all human. We're not going to ascend as gods, Elon Musk. And it's blasphemy to worship such people, actors, musicians, politicians, whoever as such. We're to proclaim the one true living Elohim and turn people from these worthless idols that they follow on their social media streams. Marvel Comics gods are worthless, just like the bulls and Christmas wreaths that we see before us here. They have no lasting value, but they pollute the mind and they corrupt the soul of the generation of which we are now currently living in, a beaten generation. The lame will never be healed by such things. Never. This was a serious charge that Paul and Barnabas brought before the pagans. The lame will never be healed by those gods because they're idols, they're dead. They were insulting the culture by rejecting the ancestral gods of the Romans as well as their purported healing remedies. You do realize today the solution to the spirit, and it is a spirit, the solution to the spirit of COVID is the ancestral gods of alchemy and witchcraft. Potions and poisons mixed up in an occult laboratory instead of frog's legs and crow's intestines as it was back in the dark ages. It's chimeras and aborted fetuses that man is putting his faith in. That's the reality. And that's what society expects you to go along with. Put your faith in alchemy and the witch's brew. Otherwise you can't be a part of what we're doing. Number two, the living Yah is the creator and he is the sustainer. 
not their alchemy, not their witchcraft. Yahuwah alone is the one who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Yahuwah is not aloof. He is not going to leave us in this time of trial. He's not going to leave us in the middle of an alleged virus to die. He is apart and with his creation intimately. He knows exactly how our central nervous system responds. He knows exactly what we need, and he has provided everything for us. He has not left us to perish. He created everything, and he controls it all on behalf of his people in whose lives he is deeply involved. If we choose man's creation and then we decide because we choose man's creation over Yahuwah's creation, then we will reap our just rewards, sickness and death. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose life. Do not choose chimera and aborted fetuses, and poison, and alchemy, and witchcraft, and the occult, pagan, mystery religions. They will never, ever heal the lame and the sick. They cannot. It's an illusion. It's fabrication. It's not true. Number three, in Yahusha, the creator Yahuwah, has changed his approach to the pagan nations. This is huge. By bringing the good news to the nations, Yahuwah now brings salvation to the nations that were formerly left to their own wicked devices. They were lost in the pantheon of empty rites of alchemy and superstition. And that's where COVID lives. COVID works in tandem with superstition. Masking is totally superstitious. You do realize that. It's totally superstitious. Social distancing, it's totally superstitious. And it is an apparent everywhere in this superstition. And you can see the ones that are super superstitious because they're driving in their cars all alone protecting themselves from themselves. It's superstition. There's nothing new under the sun. You may be worshipping in the temples of mammon or lost in the prisons of religion, but can you still walk back to happiness when you've nowhere left to run? They've got nowhere left to run. The gospel's the only way. Many people are going to realize that. There's going to be no way back to happiness. You're insane if you think there's a way back. You've been worshipping in the temples of mammon. You're lost in the prisons of religion. If you still think you can walk back to happiness, you've got nowhere left to run. 
But Yahushua, the only way, the truth, and the life. It's that simple. And many people in the pagan nations are realizing that through the time and season in which we do live. Because if Biden is your hope, well, that is apparently an apparent, excuse me, falling apart right in front of your eyes. The pagan gods can't even climb the stairs to their temples. Number four, Yahuwah has provided a witness to himself. Verse 17, and yet he left not himself without witness by showing mercy and kindness and sending rain from the heaven and crops in their season, which of course will all be counseled out in the millennium to those that do not repent. As we go to the feast of Passover and then Shavuot and then into the full feasts culminating in Sukkot, you stay out there in the pe- then, then this is cancelled. No rain on your crops. In due season and out. Cancelled. This contract with the Gentile nations, cancelled at that point. And Yahuwah has the power to do it. Now finally, remember, a superstitious people who've spent their entire existence in wicked, idolatrous habits, and they're not going to leave it easily, are they? Meaning, don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged today when you don't see instantaneous results to your message, when it doesn't reach the shore on every occasion. Don't be discouraged. Verse 16. Who in the generations gone by suffered all the nations to walk in their own ways. They're suffering now. They are suffering now and they are reaping what they have sown. They are suffering because they've chosen to walk in their own ways of the occult, alchemy and superstition. And now they're suffering. And they're not going to walk back to happiness. That's the delusion. The strong delusion. And yet, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good and gave you from heaven rains and fruitful seasons, filling your hearts with food and with gladness. And with these sayings, scarce restrain they the multitudes from doing sacrifice unto them. Verse 19. But there came Jews thither from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul, and they dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and entered into the city. And on the morrow, he went forth with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel at that city, and he made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. This is insane. Shaul is being totally surveilled. 
He is being stalked. He is under full surveillance as his enemies come thither from. They come thither from in the King Jimmy, meaning they follow him from town to blooming town to turn the people against him, to deplatform him in essence. He's up there on his soapbox preaching the God, and they're trying to deplatform him. And then they follow him. They're totally surveilling his every move. Stone the messenger is their philosophy. They stone him, intending to kill him. How many of you can relate? We used to turn the, the comments off on YouTube. Because the old messenger here would get lambasted and stoned. Now my skin has got so thick, or just greasy, like a duck, that it just rolls off my back. It doesn't bother me. I don't even read the stuff. Ten years ago, I'd be like, oh, oh who cares? Now we come, and most miss this, to the truly miraculous event of the book of Acts. It's a resurrection. Think about it. Most miss the miraculous event that's right here. A stoning. A stoning so severe that Paul is left for dead, the King Jimmy says. Left for dead. He would have, <laughs> he would have certainly been let, knocked unconscious. He was most probably in a blooming coma. Limbs busted and broken up, all disjointed. Who knows, maybe compound fractures. He was a dead man, corroborated by the fact that everyone left thinking the antagonist was under the sod. But, as soon as they're gone, with his brethren gathered around him, mourning, he just suddenly just got back up and said, hey, I'll just go back into the city. Just like that. Just got up and went back in the city. This is a miracle, which of course shadows our very day. When the two witnesses will do the very same thing. They will just get up as the spirit of life from Yahuwah enters into them. And they will stand upon their feet. And the whole of it will be broadcast on social media. On everybody's stupid screen. And they're going to lose their waste in fear. Now, that's a personal study in scatology, if you're interested. They are going to lose their waist in fear when they see that event. And I can't wait for that day. And they will stinketh. Look at verse 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith that they through many tribulations 
We must enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. Now, I don't like that bit. I've got to tell you, it really bothers me. It offends me deeply. Why? I want all the good stuff. I want it to be happy, clappy. Like the days of Calvary Chapel. It was so easy. Such a broad road. Oh, those garlic and onions and pork. Did I say such things? But it was, you know, you know. But you can't look back. You must continue to persevere and go forward. And when they had appointed for them elders in every church and assembly and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the master on whom they had believed. And they passed through Pisdia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia, and thence they sailed to Antioch, where whence they had been committed to the grace of Yahweh for the work which they had fulfilled. You see, in conclusion, this is kind of a shorter teaching for me, Shaul accomplishes great things. And he accomplishes those great things in the assemblies which should show us, it shows me today, my call to action, your call to action today. Four things. Number one, we are to strengthen one another in these times. Strengthen one another in the chat, in the comments below. If you're not strengthening one another, then clear off. Go somewhere else. Because that's what we want to do. Gather in the 12 tribes of Israel and strengthen one another and edify one another. If you're not doing that, then clear off. Go back to church and go and bicker amongst yourselves. But we need to be in the business of edification and strengthening one another with good teaching. And I pray that I can provide that. And others can provide that too. But we have to give one another grace and allow one another to be nurtured and allow that time to grow. Deep waters, time to mature and disciple one another. Number two, we need to encourage one another to remain true in a world of compromise and wicked deceit. Above all, we need to remain vigilant. Don't fall asleep on your watch right now because you've gone through a year of this insanity and now it's the new normal. Baloney propaganda, mind control. Number three. Be assured that Yahuwah will see us through the many hardships to enter into the kingdom. It's about enduring our pilgrimage through life. I don't know what your pilgrimage through life is. I don't know what mine is yet. But I do know that whatever my pilgrimage through this life is, that's all it is. It's a pilgrimage, and I shall, we must endure it. 
We must accept it for what it is, a pilgrimage. And that's the honor, regardless. It's a pilgrimage. Some of the best times I've had in my life of when I've really, really understood that I'm on a pilgrimage, that I don't need anything but the spirit of Yahuwah with me and the accompaniment of the brethren on my journey in prayer, in song, in worship, in action and in deed. Those are the most amazing times when we can pilgrimage together, which is what the Sabbaths and the feasts are all about. Hardships are the building blocks of the Malkitzedic priesthood, brethren. And I should know. Number four, we learn endurance because the present world is not our all in all. But the world that we will enter at death is our all and all. So that means that the difficulties of this present life are in fact the hurdles that I must overcome and endure to attain that which is ever set before me. That's part of my pilgrimage. I don't fight it. I accept it. Because these are the building blocks of my spiritual maturity and your spiritual maturity. And I'm free. What can you do to me? I'm free. I'm free. And when they were come, and had gathered the assembly together. They rehearsed all things that Yahweh had done with them. And that he had opened a door of faith. To the nations. And they tarried no little time with the disciples. We live in amazing times. He has opened the door to the nations to come in. Because they cannot turn back to happiness. And they are seeing that. The only joy is the joy of Yahuwah. But don't expect miraculous results if you try to teach the pagan nations special revelation. They can barely understand the fish wrapper. Let alone the holy writ. They have been brainwashed and drinking Kool-Aid for a generation in the public re-education camps. Just start with natural revelation. Just start with natural revelation and exposing the satanic occult that is trying to enslave them. Now that should be clear as clear can be. And if they don't accept that, 
shake the dust off your feet and go to the next town and be a pilgrim. Let's be a pilgrim and pilgrims together on a pilgrimage in this life together. Yahweh bless you. Let's get into the chat and see what you have. That was a shorter chapter, wasn't it? I got through it in one go. If you want me to grab you in the chat, then redline me, redline me at Torah to the tribes, and let's see if you pop up and pop you late. All right. Let's be a pilgrim and pilgrim. All right. Kevin Niebling says, clear off now. <laughs> I love it. Cast out a scoffed and strife shall cease. Scoffers. All right, let's see what we've got here. I'll have a little, chip, a little sip here. All right, I'm, I'm reading through. I'm reading through. I'm trying to grab something here. I'm not seeing any red line. Do I need to go down to the bottom? Oh, there you go. Go to the bottom. Oh, I've got red crayons again. 45 Kimber says this. Shabbat Shalom 45. 45 Kimber. Do you think our community is ready for the money tables to flip? Places of refuge, etc.? getting family out of cities. Yes, I do. And um, we're going to be celebrating the Passover here, a very small group this year. And I know we've got some other groups going on. Go to TorahToTheTribes.com forward slash connect or go to the Facebook page of Shabbat Fellowship and get information in your area and communicate with one another about such things because I do believe that we are going to see those money tables flip. Gabriella Taylor, lift up Gabriella Taylor, everybody in prayer. She says she is enduring severe orthopedic pain without turning to the poisons of alcohol and narcotics. There are so many that are enduring. So our prayers with you, Gabriella, Gabriella. Here's a, here's a question, a great question, especially this time of year, much more truth. Um, what do we do for an immersion into water, a mikvah under Zedek? Do you have a person say a short testimony or declaration? Yes, exactly. A short testimony, make a public declaration, have witnesses, two or three, and immerse into the water. Chris in FEMA Region 4 says, Matthew, quite a few of our members are hurting in these times and wearing out. 
Of course, because it's the wearing down of the saints. So yes, Chris, we must lift up all saints in prayer and blessing to keep persevering in this time. Because it's a spirit, you see. It's a spirit. It's an occult spirit connected to COVID that is the wearing down spirit of oppression and depression. It's all over the world. Okay, so we have to push through this to keep persevering as the word word says. How do I go about putting a salvage claim on my vessel to stop sailing in the Admiralty High Seas jurisdiction of the corporation? Excellent question. A salvage claim, a live life nativity claim. Are the feast days as important as the Sabbath? Yes, they are all so important, so important. Because the Sabbath is a feast day, really. Ah, let's see what else we've got here. Oh, yes, much more truth is asking. When you do the immersions of mikvah, you want to go prostrate yourself forward. Remember when they came to arrest Yahushua, everyone draws back, right? But always the prophets, Moshe and the saints, always prostrate yourself forward before Yahuwah. So the, 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 the drawing backward, of course, is, is from the pagan mystery religion. So I don't do that. And I like to use living water. So... Golden 7856 says, we've been brainwashed as a nation to participate in pagan holidays, but not the feasts. Of course, because the Moedim, the feasts, are Yahweh's appointed times where he specifically and especially draws near to his people in his times and seasons that are markers, dolmens, if you will, to help us find our way back home. That's what they are. They're dolmens. Hallelujah worship says, Yah is doing a mighty thing in his priesthood order. Let there be light blessings, brother, to you and your family this Passover. Blessings to you all. Find shelter this Passover together and celebrate the feast. Olivia Ebling, do you and your family plan on moving out of Oregon soon? Also, have you gotten the trees cleared off your house yet? I've got the trees cleared off of the house, yes. Still got a lot of debris and trees to be moved. And yes, I do plan on moving 
out of Oregon very soon. Shiloh says, expect a wonderful and powerful and fruitful feast this year. Mount up and get ready to run with the horses. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to seeing you, Shiloh. Make sure you bring lots of good snacks. And if you're going to bring marshmallows, make sure they don't have any gelatin in them. You better be bringing marshmallows. Modesto Gaza, I am so proud of you in your development and faith. Praise Yahweh. Let us all be proud in our master. Thank you for your kind words, brother, and your faithfulness to this ministry. Truly, truly. Oh, we do live in amazing times. What is this, Gabriella Taylor, with all your red dots and crayons? Can I get... Kratom at a health food store. What's Kratom? Does anybody know? I don't know what that is. Golden 7856. Where will you go, Matthew? This is the question. Libby sent me a couple of nice houses from Louisiana. I was looking at Mississippi. Nicaragua looks very good. Portugal looks good. So many places. So many things to wonder and ponder right now. Um... Yeah, I was looking at South Dakota. Yeah, I mean, much, much, much kosher coconut marshmallows, Kevin Niebling. Yes, bring it, bring it. Much to ponder, much to ponder. I'm open, you know, I really am, I really am. Um, but, uh, yeah, who knows, who knows? Seasons of change, it's exciting. It is exciting. O'Brien, Florida is a great place to be right now, says Roger Gates. Why? Why, Roger? Tell me why. I want to know why. Now, Zephy's Homestead and Garden, she apparently knows what Kratom is, if that's even how you pronounce it, because she has a small stash. What is it, Zephy's Homestead and Garden? Fill me in. Educate me. Do you know what it is, Larry? What is it? Use the microphone so other people that are ignorant like myself on what it may be will be educated. What is it? It's a plant that uh, they use to uh, get rid of or help uh, fight off pain and and different stuff. Uh, There's kind of kind of mixed emotions about it. Some whereby others say it's uh, addictive. It is addictive? Uh, well, some say that it's not. So oh, it, okay. It, it so you'd have to, you, you'd have to try it and see if it was. Yeah. I, um, I don't think that's a good idea. That was my old philosophy before I got saved. Well, let's try it and see what happens. Problem with that kind of philosophy is you try it you see what happens, and then you realize that was a bad idea, and you are stuck 
with the consequences for life. It's called sin. Now, I'm not saying that this kratom is sin. I don't know. I'd have to investigate it. How do you, how do you um, digest they, it? They like it because there is no other, like, narcotic side, side effects. All right, like, all right. Like other stuff may have. I like Equinox Walker right here. Beautiful there, beautiful. Lots of emojis and all cap letters. Oh, J.O. says Kratom gets you high. Okay, so we're going to have to, maybe you have to be a little bit, uh, oh, yeah, J.O. says it's twice, and he all capped it next time. So, you know, we're not, we're definitely not, um, I'm definitely not supporting that. I'm just asking because it came up in the chat. So I'm not endorsing anything. Here we go. We've got, all right, now we're going to town. Thomas Hughes, Kratom ruined my life for some time. Don't. There you go, okay. Thomas says don't. Okay, I don't know anything about this stuff. So pay attention, be careful, be sensible, stay clean, pure, holy, and sober. Isn't that the best way? I always think so. Go for a run. Take a hot tub. Have some soup. Do a cleanse. Have a sauna. Do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. All right. All right. Anybody else? Any more for any more fun, fun on the Sabbath? On the Sabbath, fun. Mer Merimos7 says, try Shungite or Moldavite. I would say try Marmite. That would be it. That's what I would recommend. After Passover, after unleavened bread, because it is stocked full of yeast and leaven. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. All kinds of health things coming in here from B&K Campbell. Get out in your yard and filed, find wild lettuce leaf and make a cup of tea. Google it. Oh, duck, duck, go it. Don't Google it. Duck, duck, go it. Supposed to be a wonderful pain med. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. I won't repeat that, Chris. FEMA Region 4. Much more truth. Yes, much more truth. Pastors holding up vax cards. Are they Judas goats? Yes. Or just perishing for lack of knowledge? Yes, both. It's amazing, amazing, isn't it? Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yes, Gerald Jackson, he's saying all Seventh-day Adventists should observe the feasts. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And question, you know, question your, your church history um, because you may find that some of it begins to unravel. Um, but we won't get into that. Last time I got into that, I offended such a slew of people. But uh, that's okay, that's okay. 
Baruch haba habashem Yahweh. Blessed is he who comes in the name of Yahweh. We will not be broadcasting live, I do not think, next Shabbat, because it will be Pesach, Passover. So wherever you are, we may have a Zoom platform going on. Not sure. Got to check into that. Check back with us and be blessed and find somebody to celebrate the Passover with. If not, as I say, check back, com forward slash connect and connect with some brethren in your area or on the Zoom, Zoom platform. And remember, if you've stuck it this long, give us some thumbs up because you giving this ministry channel thumbs up means that it will help populate and it may just come up in one lost sheep's YouTube viewing and that could change their lives. I can't tell you how many people have been brought into the fold because somebody like you right now, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to be notified, then you hit the little ding dong and you'll get a notification, a ping in your pocket. Leave some comments that edify one another below. And please do consider supporting the ministry. Thank you all. And Shabbat Shalom, Baruch Hashem Yahuwah. <laughs>